The moon has long been believed to have formed as a result of a humongous impact with the Earth. A Mars-sized celestial body could have driven itself into our planet and made part of its crust shatter. The resulting debris then packed together in a tight ball, which later became our moon. But there's one question that's been bugging scientists. The Earth's crust is poor in metals, so how come the moon has so much metal within it? The latest research basically throws the main theory out the window. So we again know nothing about our closest neighbors coming to existence. On the moon, iron is preserved in pristine condition because there's no oxygen. It simply can't rust there. But a couple of years ago, scientists made an unexpected discovery. In the higher regions of our satellite, iron is oxidized and actually rusting. At first, this finding perplexed astronomers to no end. The presence of rust might mean people can breathe, at least in certain areas of the moon. But then the explanation surfaced. Oxygen might have got to the lifeless rock from our own planet. In the absence of atmosphere, solar winds beat the moon relentlessly, and nothing can stop them. These flares could swoop some oxygen from the upper layers of the Earth's atmosphere and carry it all the way to the moon. The molecules then come to rest at the highest points of the moon's surface. That would explain why metals don't get oxidized in the ravines, and especially under the surface of the satellite. Water on Earth is actually a puzzle shrouded in mystery and covered with riddles. The most popular theory is that it was brought to our planet by icy comets and asteroids that left behind not only mighty craters, but the liquid substance, thanks to which we can now thrive. But there's a new advance which suggests another scenario. In space, there's a whole lot of organic matter, and under specific conditions, it could yield so much water, it would be enough to fill our oceans a thousand times over. Researchers conducted an experiment in which they heated this organic matter and obtained clear water and oil. If this is confirmed in future studies, it could mean that even oil appeared on Earth, not only thanks to fossilized remains of living beings, but came from outer space as well. The climate changes we're witnessing are most probably part of a natural cycle. Researchers from the University of California, Santa Cruz, have devised a pattern in our planet's climate variations, and they look like extremely long seasons. Sometimes, these states could last for millions of years, and they're all related to how the Earth is positioned relative to the sun. The seasons were dubbed ice house, cool house, warm house, and hot house, according to the prevalent temperatures. For the past three million years, for example, our planet has been in the state of ice house, since the last ice age was not so long ago. But humanity's actions, adding to the greenhouse effect, have pushed the climate state to warm house much faster than it would have come without us. When it finally comes, the overall temperature on Earth will rise to tropical values, something that the planet hasn't seen in over 50 million years. <laughs> what a time to be alive! Back to the moon now. You can see it at different places, in different sizes, and even in different colors every night. The size and location are pretty easy to explain. As the Earth rotates around its axis and revolves around the Sun, we see the Moon traveling around the night sky and getting either closer to or farther from our planet. What makes it bright yellow tonight and ominously dark red tomorrow is a more complex thing. The natural color of the Moon, as seen from outside the Earth's atmosphere, is brownish-gray. From the surface of our planet, though, it may vary a lot. When seen right above our heads, 
it usually looks bright and almost white because its reflected light passes through a relatively thin layer of the atmosphere. Almost nothing blocks and refracts the shine, so it's very clear. The moon can appear yellow, orange, or even red when it's seen just above the horizon. The effect is similar to what happens at sunrise or sunset, when the sun appears to be red. The light goes a much longer way to reach your eyes from that location, and much of the blue part of its spectrum gets lost. This turns the color of the light into a much warmer variety. Our natural satellite can also appear blue, and the reason for that is the presence of fine particles in the air. They refract the light anyway, so the moon is actually never the way it looks outside the atmosphere. But when they're larger than usual, they turn its color bluish. Finally, there's an extremely rare occasion where the moon can look purple. Nobody actually knows for sure why this happens, but astronomers believe it must be a combination of the atmosphere, dust particles, and maybe something else. There's no clear explanation. Moonquakes aren't something from science fiction. They don't occur as often as on our planet, and when they do, it happens closer to the center of the satellite. Scientists think moonquakes might be caused by the gravity of Earth and the Sun. There are Mars quakes too. For a long time, the red planet had been considered tectonically inactive, but more recent observations have shown it still has weak quakes from time to time. You probably wouldn't even be able to feel them if you stood on Mars's surface, but it means some geological processes are still going on underneath the red and dusty landscape. There's no dark side to the moon. Our satellite is tidally locked with Earth, meaning it's always turned to us with one side, while the other always looks away. The sun is much farther from us than the moon, and we're both turning round and round, warming and lighting this side and that in turn. It means that once in every short while, the moon is lit by the sun from either side. It's just that we can't see it from where we are. Each year, the moon is moving away from Earth because of the interaction between the moon's gravitational force and our oceans. It moves around 1.5 inches away each year, which means in 600 million years, it will be 14,600 miles further from Earth than it is now. The number isn't accidental. That's the time when total solar eclipses will stop happening. There is water on the moon. Not puddles or lakes, but grains of water ice exist in permanently shadowed parts near the moon's poles. Scientists think water got on the moon a long time ago, during a period when both the moon and Earth were constantly struck by asteroids and comets. Those contain water ice. This process may have even helped us get our own lakes and oceans, not just the moon's icy water. Newer research says the moon's interior already had water, and it went to the surface during volcanic activity. The same might have happened on our planet, too. For those of you who think the Earth only has one moon, there are two more asteroids locked into co-orbital orbits with our planet. The first one doesn't really circle around the Earth, but has some sort of a synchronized orbit with the planet. That's why it looks like it's following the Earth in a stable orbit, while in reality, it has its own specific path around the Sun. The other one follows a horseshoe orbit around our planet. Its specific path brings this asteroid closer to us every 95 years. The Moon has its own time zone called Lunar Standard Time. Time is different on the Moon, so a year there is divided into 12 days, considering each is as long as our month. 
Days got names after astronauts who walked on the moon. The moon calendar starts the moment Neil Armstrong stepped onto the moon in 1969. The crust of the moon is not equally thick in all its parts. The average thickness is about 31 miles, but there are much thinner and much thicker areas. This is sometimes due to craters found all across its surface, and there are also big hollow tubes underneath. A lunar orbiter found one such tube several years ago, and it's pretty enormous. Although the tube's shape is irregular, it could swallow an entire football field. Scientists are still unsure what they could find in its depths. It could be a tunnel system, or some geological wonder in there. The most popular explanation of this thing is that it's a lava tube, the likes of which can be found on Earth too. When a lava flow cools, it gets a hard crust, which later thickens and creates a roof over that same lava. It continues to flow, but when it stops, the channel can drain, which results in an empty tube. 